friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Heidelin and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hi, Levi. Hello, Jen. Hello. Today, we are talking about the Pharos Sirius side dungeon. Thank you to Borogoro and Kiko Fei, who joined us for this minimum eye-level run. They ran as Warrior and Black Mage, respectively. I played White Mage and Jen played Bard. Did I? Yes. 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 I was meaning to stick to Scholar as my main healing job for this playthrough, but ever since I got that fucked up staff from the Primal Nature quest line, I just have to play White Mage so I can whip <laughs> that thing out and let it rock. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah, the, the old cool. man ma- Mandrake face staff. So cool. So cool. On the White Mage subject, since we were running on minimum eye level and things were hitting extremely hard, I had to put Cure 1 back on my bar since I was burning through too much MP spamming Cure 2 to keep Burrow from dying. <laughs> have not cast that since like level 30 whatever sure. until now when I couldn't literally cast Cure 2 for lack of MP. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Yeah. Like, nah, you're just looking for the free cure. <laughs> so... Pharos Sirius is a lighthouse found on the Isles of Umbra. We ran around the exterior of it for a while during the main story. It used an etheric power source to run the light, which drew either from the land directly into the beacon. But a piece of Dalamud struck it during the Calamity and caused an explosion of corrupted aether. This is one of the more striking monuments for me with its perpetually frozen flame of corrupted aether running through the top of the lighthouse. It's pretty sick. And in a way, it still is a lighthouse, even though it's broken because you can see that forever yeah, crystal glowing day and night. Serendipity. Yeah. Even though it's still functional in a sense, we're trying to get it fixed up again for reals. For reals. So we hear about some lighthouse goings on from Diamanda. A here with short white hair in Aleport. Diamanda is a smith, and she's here to do some restoration work on the lighthouse, but she is, like, twiddling her thumbs in Aleport. She can't do shit. Yeah, she was just hired by... Naldeacon Vimelis? Yes. Mm-hmm. Who are I the mean, ones that... an auspicious appointment, for sure. They're the ones that built the lighthouse in the first place. They they build fucking everything. Like, the, like the, the Limson fleet. Like, all their big ships. Yep. They're, yeah, it's a big, big deal. It's like getting a job at Google, sort of. Maybe, maybe Lockheed Martin? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. But, you know, it's a big deal, you know? So she's, she's probably very good at smithing. But the reason why she's chilling out nail port and not actually working is because, yet again, the lighthouse and its surrounds have been uh, tainted by bad bad juju so in the in the in the form of a siren who keeps singing and 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 killing people and also there are drowned wandering around drowned 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 guys well i think it's one and the same in a sense right more in a little bit i've got some thoughts on that matter so basically there's this nightmarish song that just is surrounding the entire place and um they're not keen to hang out hang out and their smiths are not they're not sell swords or adventurers or anything like that. They can't deal with it. So. Well, right now, Diamanda is not working for Naldique and Vimelis. She's here on contract, hired by Mimi Doa, 
who is the arse grabbing Lalafell that we <laughs> ran into during the Umbra quest line. Yeah. No one warned her, I'm assuming, of his proclivities. It's probably why she's by the etherite and he's down by the docks, <laughs> just keeping the distance. So she is the sole smith here with this task of fixing the lighthouse. But she can't, of course, do it because of the aforementioned siren issues. Everybody is aground right now. They can't do anything. Yeah. Beyond just the logistical requirements, Diamanda has a debt of vengeance owed to the siren because... Because of the nightmarish song spewing forth from the nasty sea witch lips, the song that lured her father into the sea years ago. I don't know where I'm going with that sentence. (laughs) Anyway... She has like a brother who's an adventurer and or pirate or something too, but he's lost at sea. So tough luck all around. Like, you know what? If only my brother were here. Ah, fuck. He's also lost at sea. (laughs) Crap. Well, you're an adventurer. Um, Maybe you can go in there and deal with this bitch before countless other innocent sailors are defrauded into an early watery grave. So we go and see the Lala Mimidoa on the docks. He's he's chill this time. No no lechery, really. He's gained a hearing issue, though, because we come up to him and say, hey, we're here about the siren. And then he says, what? What's she talking about? <laughs> he doesn't recognize us. He's Some, like, yeah, you look familiar to the adventurer that came and fought that siren earlier on. Yeah. Anyway, though, I can't hear you, but I assume you're here about the current problem. What so welcome. <laughs> all the all the banging of hammers and anvils and stuff over the years. Over the I, two months. I. <laughs> No, he's been a smith his like, entire life. I know, but I swear he had no such issues last time we hung out with him. Shit'll sneak up on you, man. <clears throat> Apparently. Th- just a couple of months, that's all it takes. <laughs> so he goes on for a while about how they can't fix the lighthouse because this creature's in the roost. He says that Diamanda's father was Mimidoa's protege. Mm-hmm. So they're all one big incestuous bunch yeah. that are looped around the siren. Yeah. Can't get away. Anyway, uh, he can't understand a word we say, but he's like, you're an adventurer type, so go deal with this thing. Yeah, I don't think you'll be as good as that other person who helped me out, but either way, glad to have you. (laughs) Like, we, it was not that long ago, bro, and it was like the exact same issue, but that's fine. You don't have to remember us, I guess. So we head over to the Isles of Umbra to gain entrance to the lighthouse through David, who is the keeper. He and one of my retainers share a name. Great. I totally independently. I'm not like naming my retainer after the guy that stands guard at first. I don't series. think that David is the most unique name. It is so. not. No, I really had issues with naming him. And uh, it's a pain in the ass, though, because so many names are taken. Oh, yeah. I was just like, fuck it. His name is David with a Y. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And no one got there first somehow. Yeah. Incredible. I... <laughs> right? <laughs> it's that boring it's that boring <laughs> i feel bad for him he's like in a sea of oh i don't even know you know retainer names that are cool and funny and stupid and he's just like i'm david so david he's chilling out in front of a pharaoh Sirius, making sure nobody goes in great and he's like you know normally we would just go in the entrance and, and had our way up uh that's not an option so now you have to go in through the basement which is like waterlogged and get up there that way it's not an option because the sirens thralls have blockaded the entrance smart yeah like well okay we'll just go through the basement didn't think of that did you stupid thralls so in we go in we go 
the music here is one of my favorite tracks in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. real good. Super good. Also really good for the boss too. Nice theming of it overall. It, oh, it, no. It, yeah. It's... It fits the aesthetic and also it fits obviously the boss with that um, kind of choral aspect. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah it, it's very, it's a very immersive experience. It's very pretty. So like the music, the environment, yep. good stuff. Love this dungeon. This run was extra fun too. Like every fight was interesting on the min eye level setting compared to the normal experience. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had to, uh, I think it was like the first, well, we'll get there. But it was, yeah, it was a little spicy. Just yep. just, just spicy enough. You know, like a, like a two and a half out of five. So we enter into a partially flooded underground tunnel. And we have to fight through some aquatic creatures, fish, snails, elbst. Elbst. We pass by a big boiler looking thing in the tunnels with blue glowing portholes. I'm guessing this is one of the devices that draws the Aether up into the beacon. Mm -hmm. As we go higher up, we can see these conduits running up through the lighthouse itself to the top. So, so cool. So cool. So well thought out. After we pass through this ankle deep water and go past the boiler, we come into a closed gate in front of some stairs. And there are some dead sailors lying on the ground here. They have orange crystal growths coming out of their back. This is also cool. I had, I have to find another word to use. I'm like, everything's really cool. Um, How about hot? So hot. These guys, they're just like bodies laying on the ground. Until they aren't. Oh, oh shit. They fucking got you. Then they come to life and they fight. We got got by this... Uh, at least once, where we like we grabbed a thing and then these guys popped to life and like oh and then we were co- they were totally oh, overwhelmed. That's because with min eye level, I had no MP going into the fight. Unlike in most dungeon runs, in which MP is not really a factor as far as the healer goes, meditate will keep you at least neutral. But because I had to blow my um, entire stack of MP on cure two before I realized I had to actually bring cure one back into the mix, um, I had like no MP going into the next pull. So, like, I got a couple of heals off and got tapped out. Damn. Other note for these guys, this is a pain in the butt if you're doing unsynced runs for Catbook or a Relic or something, because you have to pause for a few seconds and wait for them to get up before you can progress beyond this doorway here. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's like doing, uh, yeah, like Catbook Titan. Yep. Gotta sit there and wait for him to do his bullshit. You hit him <laughs> one more time. He has got more bullshit. One more time. Bullshit. It's a bullshit club sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit club, a.k.a. Jin. Oh, got him. <laughs> so I'm not fully clear on what these zombies are. I'm assuming that they are sailors, obviously, with the corrupted crystal that got polluted by the corrupted Aether here, the Aether poisoning. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. But also they have some sort of like servile relationship to the siren. Yep. Because every almost every boss fight in this dungeon has these guys as ads, including the final boss. Mm-hmm. So she can apparently like lure them to herself on top of them being zombies. So like the zombification does not make them immune to her song. Well, she's the reason why they're they're zombies for her. They're they're well, like, no, she made them the way they are. She didn't give them the corrupted either. That's from no, the White no, no, House. No, no, no. I think so. It's because they essentially. I don't. Who knows how long these particular sailors uh-huh. um, have been prisoners? I guess um, or like enthralled inside this lighthouse. Decades, you know, pre calamity. We know when the lighthouse got fucked up, which is the calamity. True. And this was functional before the calamity happened. So there's a clear okay, timeline. Okay. okay, okay. 
So years, we can say. Sure. Um, they're not like she's she's not like, oh, you know what? Between zero and five years. Correct. Um, so it's it's kind of like mold, you know, like a fungus. You're just you're in this environment that is just teeming with corrupted ether. It's gonna start growing out of your yeah, body. It could be that they got enthralled, then she brought them here, then they got corrupted. It's gonna be really easy to to have this shit growing out of a body that is like essentially dead. You know? I don't know if her thralls are dead though. We don't have anything to go off here, but in a lot of mythology, the the OG Siren, for instance, she doesn't like kill people with her song. She lures them and takes over their minds. So there's no death inherent from the song itself. It is things that happen after being enthralled that might be deadly. Yeah, it's like they're enthralled, but then also like animate. But they don't have any, there's no sentience there anymore. And they're probably not eating or drinking. So there will be like a death. But again, she's animating them and there's no reason for them to quote unquote be alive. Like they will eventually just, their bodies will die. And she will continue, you know, puppeteering them. I don't know if she can actually like animate the dead, but then again, like on the beach fight, the siren, she has like drowned too. So maybe that is what happens. Those like skeleton guys, the other Limones. Do we kill the siren on the beach? Yes. So this is the new siren here. It's the same one. Well, no, no, no. We like we banish her. That's different than killing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the first the first time this was this was butt grabber Mimido days. So this could be like the master siren and the one we had before, the one we fought before was like a minion. It could something. be Siren Jr. We, we don't right, know right, for right. sure. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I feel like it's the same one, but... Narratively, it's it's complete to have her come back. Correct. In terms of narrative simplicity, it makes sense that this is the same siren that we met on the beach beforehand. So sure, we'll call it that, even though there's no real proof, I don't think. They look the same. <clears throat> great yeah as is like every other enemy in the game (laughs) (laughs) that's the same gooboo i fought yesterday yeah regardless though i've come around though to the animating the dead argument because of the skeletons that we fought on the beach that were the sirens thralls back then apparently yes these guys can control the dead or maybe they, they the bodies serve beyond their mortal lives point being this is a very deep and varied magic that Correct. requires further investigation. Yeah. Seems kind of like We need to figure out a way to find worlds. the secrets of this recurring problem oh. of siren nature. My god. I feel like there should be a um like a tracker <sighs> every time you throw in like a legitimate recurring problem. I don't know why that stuck in my head so much. It's the it most really generic got you. quest name. Yeah. And you just it, it, it is such a brainworm for you. I think it's because it was so appropriate to repeat during that quest line. It kind of stuck there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said it a lot. And now it's you just keep saying it. Because it was like the name of the quest, you know. So we're, we're doing the yeah. thing that was the name of the quest. So it was kind of funny. So like, it was funny, yeah. But now it's just like in there. Now it's a meme. <laughs> it's the dumbest fucking meme. <laughs> <laughs> Boring ass meme. Okay, so we, we kill the enthralled, either poisoned zombie sailors. And the door opens up behind them. It's like a portcullis. And we can ascend the stairs. Yeah. This is where most of the dungeon occurs. We're now on the ground floor of the actual lighthouse. There is a central winding spiral staircase that goes all the way from the bottom to the top. However, we'll come across obstacles towards that progression. So we got to go to the side and do some shit before continuing from time to time. Mm -hmm. Like now. There is your classic waist-high pile of rubble between yourself and the stairs. 
So we got a detour through some side rooms here. Are we getting um, the, bun- the the aerial bombardments Not of, yet. of crystal falling? Okay. So we got to go through some side rooms on the main level to get around this rubble. And we come across our first boss, Simon the Unsinkable. This guy is one more corrupted, enthralled sailor. He's just like a pirate, but he has wing-like etheric growths, like crystal growths coming out of his back. So he's, yeah, daddy pirate. Daddy pirate. (laughs) We were saying that this run was kind of front-loaded. The hardest fights were first and the easiest were the last ones. Yeah. And this one gave us the most trouble out of all the fights here. Yeah, I think we we attempted, we had three attempts on this one. Yep. Mm -hmm. This guy has only a couple mechanics to him, but they hurt a lot. The first one is just some ground AoEs, whatever, but these guys will stay on the ground and they will expand they will over get, time. Mm-hmm. That was a, a mindfuck, for, for sure. Mindfuck one, um, mitigating the um, arena deprivation, which is pretty intense. And then while these AoEs were on the ground just hanging out, were they, what were they doing? They, just, they would give you like this hella debuff, right? Was it bleed or was it something or was it uh, just that's like That's a separate mechanic. Okay, okay. It's not tied to the AoEs. Okay. So, oh, that was, that's the dogs. Yes, the other mechanic uh, is the hounds. These are either corrupted hounds that hit you with a stacking debuff. At three stacks, you will explode for big damage. Yeah, we, we got got by this, for sure. Before the, we figured it out. The debuff will fall off after some seconds, but every time you get hit by a new stack, it, of course, renews. Yeah, we, we just, like, assumed we could damage down these things without a problem. Like, it's an ad who gives a fuck. Um, so we weren't really managing them well until we realized we got to manage these. Yeah, so the solution was to let the hounds aggro on people besides the tank because that spread the debuffs out and gave them time to fall off the players before they got to that three stack critical mass. Yes. So we would focus on the ads of, as usual, but the tank would not pick them up. And that kept Boro from getting too many stacks and losing like two thirds of his health bar to the debuff explosion. Yeah. So once we figured what was going on with that, no problem. Uh, it did take us two tries to kind of like figure it out. The secret is for the tank to not tank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, help a brother out. I was running Pharos Sirius for some relic stuff. And I noticed actually that there is some text on the first boss. So when you kill him, he says something in the chat dialogue. And he says he's coming back to Diamanda. Oh, fuck. So it's either her dad dad. or her brother. Her brother's lost at sea. Her dad got sirened. Yeah, brother, we don't know. Dad, we definitely know. Yeah. So probably dad. But she thinks he's dead. So it could be that this corpse has been zombified by the siren like we know can happen, apparently, and has been in her thrall for who knows how many years. Yeah. Uh, That's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's all in like this little text box. I, I missed it on our actual run. Well, I- yeah, it's I mean, if I don't have that like tab, that chat tab open, I, I may not see well, I'm not going to see in game dialogue. Yeah. Um, And that sucks because that would have been good to see. <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Jesus. After that fight, we press on. We go through more side rooms with falling, exploding, corrupted either crystals. Then we reach the stairs and start climbing. More crystals drop on us on the way up. These are not a big deal unless you're in a fight. Otherwise, you will auto-heal through the damage. Yeah, it's just a little bit of damage. Again, more 
part of the environmental immersion, really. Yep. Um, very cool. And then at each landing, there is like this, like a disc, like a mirror or some sort of like conduit for, I don't know if that's, it, it's like the corrupted ether because it is of that color. So I wasn't clear on this. It, it's like it's shining a little light yeah. onto the landing. It's like when uh, in the first Mummy movie, and they 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 find the uh, spoilers. They find the big fat chamber when they finally get into like the big treasure room in the mummy, and it's hella fucking dark in there. Except there's like like a uh, a mesh network <laughs> of mirrors. So you point, you get the light captured by the mirror, and then I mean this is I don't know how real this is. Um, probably not at all. And then it then you shine that light into the other mirror, to the other mirror. So it creates like a network of light throughout these the entire space. Jin, that's just a Zelda puzzle. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's cool of them to incorporate that into the Mummy movie. <laughs> anyway, but that's what they look. That's what they reminded me of. Sure, but there is no puzzle here. It's just one it, light. Yes. What I actually thought was happening, and it's it's hard to say for sure, but I thought it was like when you shine light into a dim room, and then you catch the floating dust motes. I thought maybe there was a little bit of like Zemil Darkhold, like the Crystal Veil thing going on, like. If the, no, nope. it's just it's just it's all flavor. Yeah, we pass by one of two optional detours as well. You can go down a couple of side passages in here and grab a treasure coffer with some gear. Not really relevant in today's poetics and shit, but you know it's there. As we advance up the stairs, we start now encountering more corrupted creatures, ghosts, corrupted sprites, and bright orange oozes. A lot of mm. orange. Mm-hmm. As we keep on climbing, we run into a couple of small birds. These use the vulture enemy model. This is a premonition of what's to come. Jen, these are not the same vultures that you fought like in Middle Lanosha, just so How you know. How do you know, though? How do you know? I can know? pick up on context clues, Jen. Okay. Mm okay. These birds herald the next boss, and actually the impending doom, as when we're fighting the little birds in the stairwell, a fat-ass vulture comes flying up the stairs, knocking you into the walls, doing fuck tons of damage, and so just rude. blasts past you. Real rude. This is the zoo. Well, a zoo, anyway. Z-U. Just a big bird. Is it part cobalt? Big-ass bird. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this bird has nested inside some sort of either channeling chamber with blue wall power conduits. This can also be the hardest boss in the dungeon, depending on your group. Because we, yeah, we knew the meta beforehand. Yes. Um, so that's why we were successful here. But if you didn't, you will get your shit fucked up. And the first time we did this, definitely got fucked up. It was an auto-target snafu. And that's all it took. Just <laughs> I hit one random-ass baby bird one time, and Mama is like, nope, dead. So the arena here is a circular room with a bunch of bird eggs around it. If you kill an egg at the wrong time, Mama Bird will freak out and she will body slam you, one-shotting you at least on min-eye level. Yes. So in general, you ignore the eggs unless you know when to hit them. That time being is that you'll get a message saying the eggs are starting to hatch. At that point, you will attack one egg and the other two eggs will hatch. You cannot kill multiple eggs or Mama will get mad. This happens a few times. They'll be picking up baby birds on you. Eventually, Mama will take to the air and she'll blast you from the sky. This is when you kill the accumulated hatched birds on you. Because she's far away. Yes. Ish. 
on our clear, we actually ended up popping a limit break um, because it was getting to the point where yeah, the eggs she was were, hurt. It was getting, it was we were hurt. Getting spicy. A lot of eggs. So we just popped a caster LB to blast all the ads. And then Mama flew away at like 0.1% health. And we thought this was some bullshit, but <laughs> I went back through here afterwards, solo, unsynced, to do notes for the podcast. And I one-shot Mama, except she had 0.1% health left over. Oh. So I think there was a mandatory flying phase before she dies. Interesting. Where she cannot be one-shot. She must have that one last fly around and fuck you phase before she will go down. Well, yeah, we can give her that. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Very magnanimous of you, Jen. Thank you. After that, we go up more stairs. We now reach a portion full of protruding aether crystals, and there are vertical pipes that spew out orange gas. Every once in a while, a thick, exploding gas cloud will start to drift up or down the stairs. Mm -hmm. These things will pulse out like a small AoE of damage around them. This part's kind of a pain in the ass for no reason. (laughs) Because yeah. you have to, you cannot proceed without doing this. You must turn these um, you gotta shut the crank wheels off. to yeah. shut down the aether gas valves. Mm-hmm. But these exploding AOE things, if they explode when you're trying to crank the valve, you get interrupted and have to start over again. That old chestnut. You're not in danger. It's just like, well, I got to click the, the thing ass. again. Yeah. And I, I get it. Again, it's another like environmental little bit of fun. Except it's not really fun. Well, it'd be better <laughs> if this were like part of a fight. You know, sometimes they will do scripted trash fights where you have to do like a thing during a trash pull versus just like kill shit. Sure. So yeah. if they had, okay, so one DPS needs to go and shut the valve off to stop corrupted sprites from spawning or something. Exactly. Yeah. And dodge AOEs or whatever. That might be more fun than the whole, you know, hope you just, that. Just do this. Yeah. Click it until you get lucky pretty much. Yeah. That said, I found it to be pretty consistent if I stand off to the side of the pipe and crank the wheel. It seems like that tends to be hit far less with the explosions than other locations do. Right. Pro tip. Uh, (laughs) We crank the cranks and we kill a few. There's like some oozes here, I think, and then like Mm -hmm. a couple of sprites on the way up. Then we get to another platform in the middle of the tower. I mean, as in like in the the center of the, the shaft. Yeah. But this is close to the top. Correct. So there's views. This is Tyrant. He has an enemy model that's kind of hard to describe. He's like a bat-winged, curve-horned, demonic-ish monster. I can't remember his aesthetics at all. Let me look it up. This is mainly an ads fight. It's really like you, you fight the boss. He summons in a wave of ads midway through. Either kill them or tank them, then kill the boss. This guy has next to no health. That's probably why I don't really remember him very well. He's, he, he did get burned down really quickly. This was significant to me in the fact it was so easy. Compared to the first two fights, it's like, oh, okay, is that it? There was like a small yeah. incoming damage spike when the ads spawned, but otherwise he was done in maybe 30 seconds max. Yeah. So, thanks. Easy. Speed bump mini boss. Why is this guy here? Honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know in terms of mechanics or in terms of story. What's because his relation to the siren? It's just like a, a bat thing, you know? creature. I, I don't know why it the moved bat in. The belfry, you know? Sure. Just like why the, not? It's, it's the, the a final very gatekeeper to choice. the siren's lair or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Just curious. Same. Yeah. The other the other ones made sense. You know, captain yep. of the drowned and then a bird that has taken roost. Yes. And then this random like demon guy. Yeah. Okay. Bat demon. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it's the familiar of the siren? I don't know. I don't know either. All right. He does, however, have... He he summons in the zombie 
ads, the the corrupted zombie ads. So he does kind of fit into the ecosystem. So maybe he yeah. actually is like the Siren's gatekeeper or something. Something enthralled by her as well. I don't yeah. know. He's the she. He's the vizier. Sure. <clears throat> so we climb one last flight of stairs and reach the top, a big open air arced chamber with chandelier-like lights at the top. And here we have the siren herself, boss number four, breaking the formula. Yeah. We've seen her before, of course, but she's still super cool. Giant feathery lady with way too many wings. A lot of wings. Yeah. A lot of feathers. A lot of boob. (laughs) That too. (laughs) (laughs) This fight has some mechanics. Sure does. There will be ads on brand for the siren. They are more enthralled pirates, of course. As usual, kill the ads. There are a few, though, that will be crawling. I think they're called Storm Sergeants. These will crawl towards a certain player, and if they reach them, they will clamp down on that character's legs, Mm. and they will shut them down, like, full lockdown, until someone else kills the grappling pirate. Whoa, cool. Did anybody get caught by this? Yes, I did. Oh, shit. For (laughs) one. Okay. Well, I'm sorry about that. The Siren will also hit a player with her song. This does a chunk of damage and applies a debuff. If they are not healed to full before the debuff expires, they will become charmed and attack their former allies. Is this the um, the short interruptible or the long interruptible? Neither. Oh, shit. Okay. You never knew, Jen, because I was on top of that shit. Nice. Look at that. See, we avoided mechanics. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> the debuff is like, I think, 12 or so seconds. So you have maybe a few GCDs Oof. to heal someone to full. Oh, okay. Thank you. She sometimes drops a bleed on the tank, just Asuna it, whatever. Also for the tank, she has a long cast bar called Lunatic Voice. This is an AoE healing reduction debuff, but the cast is interruptible. Our tank and or bard were on top of that shit, so never went off. And finally, she will sometimes fly out of the arena and then she'll drop down on the sides. After this, she will do a charge through the middle of the arena and hurt whoever is hit by it for massive damage. So watch the flanks. Don't stand in the shit. I got hit by this once. Yes. And it was very bad. It was very bad. Mm -hmm. But you did not die. I did not die. So we do those things and get the clear. There is no epilogue to the dungeon. We kill the siren. And it's business as usual. Then we leave through the exit and we don't talk to fucking anybody. We don't tell Mamidoa, like, hey, you can get in there now. We don't tell Diamanda, you can get in there now. If you go and see. Your father has been avenged. If you go see Diamanda after you are done, she will tell you that repairs are underway. Okay, great. Good. That is not a quest step, just like a go talk to a person type thing. If you want closure, which is fair. Yes. Well, good. And that's the dungeon. We did it. We done it. Yeah. Go us. Any comments, Jen? Um, it this is a totally optional thing to do, but everybody should do it because it's it's great. Looks, it's looks cool. Great. It's fun. It's you know relatively challenging. Maybe there's maybe there's pretty gear you can get out of this. I don't even know. I don't know about this one. I know the hard version of this dungeon has some very popular gear. Cool. 
I think I got like a bracelet or some shit. Nice. Score. <laughs> but no, do it. Do, do it. it. No, I, I think this is like legit one of my favorite dungeons in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more interesting than like the standard hallway dungeons. Absolutely. The um the fights have interesting mechanics too. It's it's suitably it's suitably difficult. Um it is a very interesting and varied um environment. We have like lore specific bosses, well, except for the third guy, but I speak <laughs> logic that logic around that. And it just seems like really tight. You know, it, it's not like a like a big flat meandering like you know lost temple of Karn kind of weirdness. Um, like how big is this temple? You, you like you see exactly where you're going. Yeah. You know, it's it's great. Yeah. It just feels very satisfying. It's great. Any other comments, Jen? No. Cool. <clears throat> Next time we are starting the Coils of Bahamut. We are very excited for this series. So it's a big deal. Buckle up. Woo! The first raid series in the game. Yeah. And that will do it for this episode. Uh, as always, thank you all so much for listening. We love you and we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com. Or if you check the show notes, you can get into our Discord and have all sorts of conversations with all sorts of people. If you want to join group runs with us, that's where you can do that. It's 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 fabulous. It's a really, really great group of people. So maybe we'll see you there. All that said, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good day or night. And we will see you next time.